Welcome to Empower to Grow, the podcast. I am your host, Hanan Elbasha, the business doctor. Following our conversations with empowered women who woke up one day and consciously claimed, I am more than enough, I am worthy, I am empowered to grow. And along their empowering journey towards realizing their own potential and their quest for growth, they became a beacon of hope and guidance for others. May you also find your inner power to grow. So as you know, by now, we never stop talking (laughs) and we don't stop. The conversation continues. So this is um, another uncharted discussion and uh, with my friend. And we had started talking about, um, well, wellness and what mindset means within a corporate world. So what are your thoughts on this? I mean, you're working, especially now that you focus a lot of your work and uh, your clients are within either corporates themselves or within the corporate world. What's your take on what's happening? Um, <clears throat> nowadays, uh, Hanan, I think with the uh, situation, especially with the COVID, um, there is so much uh, pressure on people um, due to many things uh, that are happening around us. And I think recognizing the aspect of mental health in the organizational world is really uh, very critical at this moment. Um, Yesterday, I was attending um, a live call with the World Economic Forum, and I think the numbers are staggering with regards to how much people, be it millennials, be it baby boomers, who are really suffering from an anxiety and um, depression. Yes. Mental health, I would say, in general. And yet you see people questioning whether we should include this aspect of um, uh, or part of the HR team to be, to have someone who is trained well enough to deal with those issues um, for, for employees. Uh, And on top of that is the stigma that around mental health. Yeah. And we're still in it. (laughs) Yeah. I'm not so sure why people like, I mean, like, I do understand why employees might be hesitant to talk yeah. to HR or to their boss because they're either scared probably to uh, lose their job, yeah. think that they are not performing, have problems. So if they bottle weak up. in any way. And- <laughs> exactly. They bottle up. They have to wear their pink glasses and, and uh, move on in life and at work. Well, are they performing at their best? Definitely not. No. We know the enemy to decision-making, to problem-solving, to um, creative thinking is stress. So mental health is not anymore about whether someone should go to a psychologist, psychiatrist, or um, uh, is on medication. It's, It's the simple fact that someone is chronically stressed depressed, (laughs) anxious, afraid. um, And this should be tackled seriously. Sure. Because Because that's that's the point. I mean, 
what I find fascinating and, and at the same time per- perplexing is when we talk about corporates, corporates are not like, what's the word? They're not hypothetical organizations. They are made up of people, of individuals. And these individuals have and recognize their own issues. Like when we talk about someone in HR, we talk about HR as if it's like, you know, a pseudo for for a third person. (laughs) HR is made up of people and they themselves are stressed and they themselves have anxiety and they themselves are, are, you know, scared for their own jobs. And yet they're not putting together a system and they're not putting together the foundation to ensure that what they're feeling, because if I'm feeling it, I'm sure everyone else in the organization is feeling it. CEO is feeling it. He might not have a job tomorrow, you know, exactly. Um, You know, it's all about profitability. It's for who, for people as well. I mean, who's creating this? We are creating the issues and we are the ones who have the solutions. And yet we talk about it as if someone else gets the decision. It's in our <laughs> yes. hands, for God's sake, you know? Yes. Which, which is really yes. weird. I mean, we're talking about 95%. That statistic really shocked me. 95% of corporates worldwide are unhealthy places to be in. So what, so what makes the 5% unique? That they realize that we're all human beings in the same boat. So let's do yes. something about it. Yes. You know, we're, we're talking about this as if we have no say and as if it is happening in a vacuum away from us. Uh, absolutely. I mean, like, I totally agree with you. And especially yesterday, like when I was on the call with the World Economic Forum, um, they're talking about it as if like, uh, um, like a spaceship has to <laughs> come down with a solution and a Let plan. the aliens help us. <laughs> Exactly. And a blueprint, you know, even even um, last week, um, Harvard Business Review, they published an article and the title was 21 HR roles of the future. And most of them tackled um, the wellness and well-being in organizations and how much um, Corporates are in need for someone to really address those issues within organizations because this is probably not the job of HR and they need some, someone who is specialized in wellness and in well-being. Yet what is surprising is, is what you said is that like how will HR sit and design and think, I mean like, it doesn't take much time to come and give you a formula to, to, to decide on such a thing. I mean, like, there are so many coaches who are specialized in this. There are so many therapists, psychologists yeah. who are happy to come on hourly basis, on daily basis, on whatever. I mean, like, they agree with the HR team to support the HR, to support the teams over there. And... On top of that, the figures are clear. Again, World Health Organization, they released the reports in 2019. And there are so many studies showing figures. Because let's say organizations care about figures, about yeah. making numbers, return yeah. on investment. It's there. Yeah. It's there. When you help employees manage with their state of being, 
And this is beyond what I have seen in the corporate world, which pushed me into what I am doing today. Wellness was always all about eating healthy, yes, uh, running, exercise. doing marathons, participating in this and that. Well, we all know this. Huh? I mean, like we, we don't need someone to preach us about how to eat, what to drink and how much to exercise. People know it. Do you know why they're not doing it? That's the, That's point. the question. And that is exactly. exactly it. It is going to, we as, as corporates, as in the virtual <laughs> the organizations and stuff, and that yeah. virtual uh, persona, it's, it's always been about addressing the, the, the wounds with a Band-Aid. And I think we, we learned that concept as well about the Band-Aid. Yes. But it yeah. is when, when we go, okay, people are depressed or the morale is not well in the organization. Oh, the productivity is not that high. So consequently, the profitability is not that high. And the first thing they do is, oh, that person is not doing a good job. They get fired. But how about we go to the root causes? And, you know, Dr. Mark Hyman has this... Um, <clears throat> excuse me, this analogy, which I love, he's like the tack theory, as in, you know, the tack, the kind of the pin that you put. And he's yeah. like someone standing on a tack and it is, it's ingrained into their heel. And what they do is they, they keep complaining about the tack and they say, okay, let me put a bandaid on it because it's bleeding a bit and stuff. But actually what you need to do is remove the tack and move elsewhere. If this is a tack infected space, Go to the root cause of why you're complaining. Why, why is your foot hurting you? Why is it bleeding? So we talk about those things as if it is about the individual. Yes, of course, there are times, we are not oblivious as well, that there are times that people are just not fit for the job. Why are they not fit for the job? It might not be in alignment with their core competences, what they like, they get stressed out really easily, or maybe they're, they're, you know, they're, their imagination and what they excel at is not within this field. But there are yeah. those that are amazing. We know they're amazing. It's just like lately, for example, they're not producing. They're not productive. So yeah. let's go to the root cause. What caused the shift? This is the person that could be on a, on a, on a chief level. So, you know, the C-suite. And so they went through the whole ladder. So we know they're amazing at what they do. But suddenly they're just not into it anymore. Let's go to the yes. root cause. If they're not into it, everyone below them, will not be engaged and connected and wanting to do their productivity. If someone is toxic within the environment, we don't say, oh, they're the boss or they're on a managerial level. No, we say, what's wrong with you and why are you self-projecting onto everyone else in your organization? You know? Yes. And I think it's, it, is, it's, it should be time that we start having these conversations. And, but as you said initially, is that it, depend, it starts with self-reflection and self-awareness. And realizing where are you not performing and how, what is impacting you and, you know, how could you make it better for you when there's the ripple impact effect after that, that, you know, that other people get, literally, they, they get impacted by you, but they also get that kind of infusion or that kind of osmosis of negative energy works the other way around as well, <laughs> works with positive energy and empowerment. Yes. 
Yes, yes, yes. I mean, like, there's, there's a lot to say here. I mean, like, be it on an individual level or on organizational level. And this is one of the points that was tackled yesterday in the World Economic Forum is that it starts with CEOs. Yeah. We're all humans and um, we need to be vulnerable. And I, I think how most people understand vulnerability is like showing uh, your dark side or your weak side. Hello, this is, this is not what's it. in your closet. It's, it's not about the closet. <laughs> no, no, it's, it's more about being real, being true, being who you really are. Because when, when we open about those things, that's also when we open space for others it's not about like they will come and start whining and I don't know what. No, I mean, this is, this is being human. Yes. yes. And we all have a bunch of emotions that we're dealing with. And this doesn't, didn't start yesterday with COVID or with what is happening around with the mm -hmm. pandemic. We already are carrying baggage of emotions because the life, in the survival mode that most people were living in was not helpful either. Yeah. Add to it now what is happening, certainly mental health issues are going to be on the rise. And this is something to be addressed now, like now. It yeah. doesn't need design. It doesn't need too much thinking. And I think... It doesn't have to need even like what corporates, when I have discussions with them, is like they always say, oh, we, we don't have budget. We, yeah, yeah. We, we don't have budget. <laughs> it's always about the budget and the time. No, exactly. But like if you have the budget to hire someone, you, have, you can have a budget to hire someone on a part-time basis who can assist you doing yeah. that. Yeah. And... One point I, I would like to come back to with Hanan, you've mentioned earlier, is that everyone is going through this. Sure. The HR themselves, um, yep. the CEOs themselves, yep. and this is what one of the points that was discussed. And I always point out to this point, and I think I wrote about it last week. None of us has two brains mm -hmm. or two minds, one for work, and one for personal. So when I'm at work, I set the personal mind aside. None of us. True. So we, we really need to address things as they are and tackle them with the best solutions that we have. And I, I think no one, no one can afford to wait too long to tackle those issues. Yes. Yes, I'm, I'm definitely. And as we said, I mean, I, when this all started, I kept saying, I, I choose to have a gratitude lens. I choose to see what I can and what I can't control in everything that is happening. And I choose to make the best and capitalize on what was given to me, whether I liked it or not. And as you just said, I mean, if now is the time we Realistically speaking, we got more time with what happened to sit, to reflect, to analyze, to, to possibly also question 
the paths that we have and the options and the choices that we have moving forward. We are not on pause because we're waiting for the world to start spinning again and go back on the same uh, hamster wheel. We are on pause to think of where do we go from here and how do I get to it? You know, what are my goals? And I think for a lot of people as well, this gave them the opportunity to start realizing, is this really what I want to be doing with my life? Especially now that, you know, that, as you said, they don't have two brains, but they conditioned themselves to disconnect my work life where it's stressful. I hate da, 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 And then I go home and maybe I could be doing something I'm enjoying, you know, or go out with my <laughs> friends or go on vacation, whatever it is. And yeah. now that, that aspect of their life that they might not be enjoying and really, really stresses them out came into their safe zone came in where where they thought they were disconnected. And that's, I I believe that's also um, could have been one of the reasons why the the mental health issues started rising um, and the emotional issues and started because you've invaded the space where this was for me. And now I still have to work 12 hours a day at home with my family around, with everything, with all the roles and the other responsibilities that I've got happening. Um, And that started getting them to think, so is this the life I want for me? Um, which I hope is an invitation for people to to take a deep breath and to really see where they can go from here. And it doesn't necessarily have to mean that I go down, I continue down the same path. This is a time to pivot. This is a time, as you said, the roller coaster, this is life. Let's go up and down the roller coaster. Let's see where that takes us. Let's go a left or a right or whatever it is. It's just that maybe that path is not what is meant for me and not how I can capitalize on all my resources. And, you know, I always talk about the resources as in people think money right away, like they think budgets with corporate, but resources, whether on a corporate level, on a personal level, on a family level, your time, your money, your energy, and your knowledge are resources that you should be capitalizing on at all times. Your health. Yes. Yes. Health and wellness. <laughs> your, your, your health is your wealth now. And that exactly. I think is, a, is a very, very important thing that also people need to realize that if you're not healthy, you're not wealthy in any way. And health is not just about the physical, as you said at the beginning, you know, it's not just about the physical part of let's, uh, let's eat right and exercise. I tried that and I gained 20 kilos because here and here we're not well. <laughs> <laughs> so, so that still was not healthy um yeah. it is not about i believe also i i love the term when we are also talking always about balance 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 and um between uh, tony robbins and uh, jeff bezos they said um you know one of them said it's not about balance it's about synergy yes. and another said it is about adaptation of everything around and you know and i i love that it's about i'm sorry one said it was about harmony and the other said i can't remember now but and then I thought about both of them and I thought it's about synergy and it's about flow. Yes. And how do you yes. flow between the different aspects of your life to create something that works for you rather than just saying, oh, I need to have balance. There's only eight hours here and four hours here. Life is not like that. You know, we, again, yes. like you said, we have to be honest with ourselves and we have to be realistic about what is happening in our lives. Yes, true. I mean, like it, this circles back as well, I think, to the first episode when you asked me what, what, what makes you feel empowered or yes. what do you need to feel empowered? It's, it's that adaptability. It's, it's knowing that you can keep on rolling without breaking <laughs> and, and moving on. 
because if life will keep on bringing challenges yeah it's part of life that that's is. a reality exactly that's how we grow yeah. but if if we're if we're like loaded and overloaded and we don't have enough fuel or what empowers us from within well i don't think anyone can wait for life to be beautiful the world goes back on track and this is what i always say i mean like it's not about being pessimistic or optimistic what if things get weirder are you immune enough do you have what it takes for you to stay resilient sane um moving forward it's it's not about like oh let, let let me survive now i i i don't have time to think i don't have time to work on myself well why are you rushing life where are you going why do you want to take life as as a homework it's like let me let, let me let do me this finish. life and, <laughs> and let me finish it and leave but, you have nothing but yourself to work on because you are the source of everything mm -hmm. and if you don't fuel yourself enough with the good resources as you said well life is going to be challenging for sure yeah beautifully said my friend i think yes as you as you know and i know we could we could be talking about this for hours and hours but <laughs> I think we'll have to wait to uh, to have a second uh, recording next time we talk and um, hopefully maybe in a couple of months and then we see how and you can fill us in on how the people are transitioning back whether yeah. back into their the old normal or a new normal that is serving them better than than before hopefully hopefully, hopefully. Thank, thank you for you. having me Hanan, thank here. you thank, thank you, you so much. Okay, guys, that's uh, another uh, discussion ending. Oh, well, actually, it's not going to end, but <laughs> that's it for now for another Uncharted discussion. And um, again, empowered you, empowers others, and do know that you are empowered to grow on so many levels. I'll catch you in the next episode. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Empowered to Grow podcast. For further engagement with a tribe of empowered women, join my Facebook group, Empowered to Grow, or visit my website, www.hananelbasha.com. I'll catch you on the next episode. And until then, know that empowered you empowers others. Love, abundance, and prosperity to you all.